What's up, Grace City Youth? How are y'all tonight? All right, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Hope Joyner. I'm our senior girls crew leader. So we're going to be looking at Luke 15. It might end up on the screen. It might not. 21 to 32. So let's look at it for me. Okay, it says, the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The old, older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So really quick, we're gonna pray and then I'm gonna get into it. God, thank you so much for this word, Lord. Thank you for being the perfect example of what it looks like to truly follow you. And God, we just ask and pray that you open our hearts to receive what you need us to get out of this night, God. God, that you speak to us, Lord. Use me, speak through me, God, and and Lord, I just thank you for this. I thank you for this night, Lord. Amen. All right, so really quick, does anyone in here, show of hands, have any younger siblings? Okay, keep your hand up if they drive you absolutely insane sometimes. I got some hands going higher. I get it. I totally get it. I've got a little brother. And when my little brother and I were just little kids, little babies, my mom one day was going out to dinner with her friends and leaving us at home alone with our dad. He's a little bit overwhelmed, and she told him, do not take your eyes off of Jackson. It's my little brother. Whatever you do, do not take your eyes off of this child of yours who was sitting in his high chair eating. And one thing led to another. My older brother was in the living room, yelled for my dad. My dad runs to go check on him. And when he gets back, my little brother had taken the applesauce he was eating and dumped it completely on his head. And my dad looked at him, he's like, dude, why would you do that? And he said, well, you took your eyes off of me, which is just, I feel like the perfect example of, of little siblings driving you absolutely crazy and doing things that make absolutely no sense. And that brings me back to Luke 15. In verse 24 and 25, we say, we see, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. So the older son was still serving with his dad. His little brother we've talked about was the prodigal. He was lost. He was far from the Lord. He wasn't living the life that he was supposed to. And he came home. 
And instead of, he came home and he was ready to work. He was ready to not be treated as a son, but be treated as a servant. And our older brother in the story, man, he had been faithful to his dad. And, and I feel like he's a good example or what we can look at as a good example of like a mature Christian. They stayed faithful in the house of the Lord. They followed God. They followed Jesus. They did all these things. And when I looked more into the story, it was crazy to me, and I never knew this, but the son had already had access to his inheritance. So he was so upset that his little brother got this party thrown, that he was being treated as a son, that he was given his inheritance, but the older brother already had access to everything that the father had for him. He just wasn't using it. And, and I feel like sometimes, and for some of us, like we're in church, we might be serving on Sundays, you're showing up to cruise, you're doing all the things, and you have access to your inheritance. You have access to the power of God. You have access to the word. You have access to prayer. You have access to worship and you're not using it. And man, can I tell you, nothing breaks my heart more than seeing someone with the older brother kind of faith where you have access to everything God has for you. You already have your inheritance and you're not using it. And in the past, when I've read this story, I've always thought like the older brother was the goal right? I want to be, I don't want to be the prodigal son. I want to be the one who stays. And, and the more that I looked into it, man, the more that I realized that, yeah, he wasn't the prodigal son, but he was walking in the way of the prideful. And today's message is called the way of the prideful if you're taking notes. And I really encourage you to lean in. But I've seen in my life time and time again, followers of God who struggle with with the way of the prideful and, and with being so concerned with themselves and so judgmental of everyone else that they end up losing their faith completely, falling off out of the church, living the life they swore they would never live because they didn't actually run to the Father. They just, they, they ran towards themselves and they ran towards their flesh. And I have another question for you. Raise your hand if your little brother or sister had a party. Would you go to it? If you said no, check your heart. Lord, bless it. All right, well, I personally would love to be able to go to a party for my little brother and celebrate him. And, and I think I wanna take us back to the context. Like, we don't know how long this son was a prodigal. And, and this wasn't the time where, like, he would update his Snapchat story every now and then, and we would find out that, that he's still okay. Like, when, when you are a prodigal, when, when they were gone, we didn't know if they were alive or if they were dead. So it's basically living your entire life not sure if your brother or if your sibling is alive or if they're dead, if they're okay or if they're not. This isn't a text away. And all of a sudden, the son comes home and that's something to celebrate and the older brother's too stuck in his own ways to actually get up and go celebrate the fact that no, your brother's alive and he's okay and he's returned home. And let's look at Luke 15, 28 to 30, it says, the older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and his father was pleading with him and begging him, please come to the party. Please come celebrate your brother. Please be a part of this family. And he answered his father and he said, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and I've never disobeyed your orders. I've never not done what you've told me to. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. 
the older brother thought that he deserved the party more than his brother who they thought was dead, but now they know is alive. And can I be honest, he was so busy focusing on his brother's faults that he didn't look in the mirror and see that he was, he was judging. He was being judgmental. He was gossiping. He was trying to squander his brother's name. He was trying to convince his dad that he didn't deserve all the things that, that he was getting. And he's so focused on his brother's sin that he never takes a second to look at the way his brother is struggling. And I feel like that's something that we do in this youth group. We do in this church. We do every single day. We get so focused on ourselves that we don't look to see that our brothers and sisters are struggling. Instead, we focus on, well, they were at the party this weekend. And well, they're vaping again. And well, you know what? Them and their boyfriend, they're still having sex and they're still doing all these things. So I don't even know why they're showing up here. Instead of seeing that your brothers and your sisters are hurting people and they just need a safe person and a safe place to come home to. And instead of being so focused on everything that we deserve and, well, if I'm coming to church every week and I still don't see God showing up in my life and I still don't see these things and I definitely deserve the blessing, they don't. I don't think we take a second to realize none of us deserve this. Not a single one of us deserves to be in this place right now. We've done nothing to deserve this. Jesus did everything and gave it to us. And I want you to take a second, step out of your own path and understand that it's not about you, it's not about me, but it's about when we follow him, when we surrender to him, when we say he's bigger than our problems, and when we stop focusing on what everyone else is doing and start focusing on actually becoming the person that God has called us to be, then we're actually gonna change and we're actually gonna experience freedom. And we talked last week about Man, the prodigal son, he had fickle faith, which meant he was one foot in and one foot out. And, and I, I would like to suggest that the older brother has what I like to call planet fitness faith. Raise your hand if you go to planet fitness. Not many of you, I don't blame you. The judgment-free zone is what they market to everyone, but here's the thing. They might market that they're not judgmental, but they have this thing that we're about to put up on the screen called the lunk alarm. Raise your hand if the lunk alarm has ever gone off while you were in the gym at Planet Fitness. Keep your hand up if you caused it. I don't lift enough weights to cause it. But a lunk is called, is defined as one who grunts, drops weight, or judges. For instance, Rick is slamming his weights and wearing a bodybuilding tank top and drinking out of a gallon water jug. What a lunk. Is that a judgment-free zone? That is the most judgmental zone I think I've ever seen. You have a sign and you're flat out saying, hey, you wear a tank top and you're actually trying to work on your health, then you don't belong here. And hey, you might not be where you wanna go, but because I don't like the way that, that you walk, you don't belong here. You, I don't, you don't belong here so much, they're gonna make a loud, obnoxious alarm go off to embarrass people into leaving. But man, we've got such a problem right now with a planet fitness faith, like you think that the person behind you doesn't belong because they won't stop talking? You think that the person next to you doesn't belong because you know what they did this weekend? We can't be a church of planet fitness faith type people, but we need to be a church of people who actually see the struggles of our brothers and sisters and we decide that we're gonna run after that. The church, it doesn't need to be filled with fickle faith, but man, it needs to be filled with people who are running to the Father 
and who are focusing more on the Father than they are on the shortcomings of everyone else. And you know what, church? Man, church is not supposed to be the place where we have bullying. It's not supposed to be the place where we say prayer requests, but we're actually just trying to mask our gossip. It's not the place where you get to look to your left and your right and judge your brother and sister, but it needs to be the place where it's a family. You're not just coming to hang out, but man, you are coming here to grow up. You might start off as a prodigal son returned and you're just getting into the faith thing, but man, we want for you so badly to grow into the men and women God has called you to be. God has called you to have a faith that goes way beyond the judgment that this world has told you is okay because guess what, it's not okay. And did you know that if you're not sitting here and celebrating the return of your brothers and sisters, you're only gonna perpetuate the problem that made them run away in the first place. You're only gonna be the reason that they don't keep working on themselves. You're only gonna be the one who's standing in the way for them. I don't wanna stand in the way of anybody and the cross. I wanna get over and I wanna help raise them up. When you have the faith of the older brother and you're so focused on what you deserve and you're so focused on yourself, this place won't grow, you won't grow. This is all worth nothing, it's time for us to walk away. Because you know what, we don't deserve what we have. None of us deserve this. But I wanna challenge you, what do you think it would look like if you ran to the Father? Instead of culture, instead of your phone, instead of your friends? What if you actually built a life on the word of God? It doesn't mean that your circumstances are gonna be 100%, everything's gonna be great all the time, it's not. But what if we started to run to the Father as a church, as a youth group, as a crew? What if we put that identity above everything else? And when I close out tonight, I just wanna ask you, and I want you to think about this, what kind of faith do you wanna have? Do you wanna have fickle faith? One foot in, one foot out, never quite sure, never quite running after God. Do you wanna have Planet Fitness faith where you're so focused on everyone else's issues that you're not actually identifying your own and growing up and out of that? Or do you wanna have the kind of faith that runs to the Father before everything else? Do you wanna have the kind of faith that moves mountains? Do you wanna have the kind of faith that, that calls your brothers and sisters who are prodigals and actually helps to bring them home? What kind of faith do you wanna have? Let's pray. God, I just thank you for this place, Lord. I thank you that you are so good. And even though we don't deserve it, you still love each and every single one of us, God. And I just pray that you're tugging on the hearts of those who need you, Lord. Lord, that you are answering their prayers, God, and that you're letting them know, hey, you don't have to live in the kind of faith that you've had, but you can grow and you can run to the Father and it will all it will all be worth it in the end. And God, I thank you, Lord, that we are gonna turn that page as a ministry and we're gonna love each other the way that you love us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.